Section 7D. Individual Standards. Enforcing Individual Standards. Commanders, supervisors, and other persons in authority can issue administrative counseling, admonitions, and reprimands. These actions are intended to improve, correct, and instruct subordinates who depart from standards of performance, conduct, bearing, and integrity on or off duty, and whose actions degrade the individual and unit's mission. Written administrative counseling, admonitions, and reprimands are subject to the rules of access, protection, and disclosure outlined in the Privacy Act of 1974. The same rules apply to copies kept by supervisors and commanders and those filed in an individual's unfavorable information file or the unit's personnel information file. Raiders must consider making comments on performance reports when the raidee receives any of these adverse actions. The following paragraphs discuss actions a commander may take to correct an individual's behavior without resorting to punishment under the UCMJ. Administrative Counseling, Admonitions, and Reprimands Administrative counseling, admonitions, and reprimands are quality force management tools available to supervisors, superiors, and commanders. These tools are corrective in nature, not punitive. When properly used, they help maintain established Air Force standards and enhance mission accomplishment. When a member departs from standards, there are many factors to consider in determining what action, if any, is appropriate. AFI 36-2907, Unfavorable Information File, UIF Program. Chapter 4 contains guidance on administrative counseling, admonitions, and reprimands. The decision to issue a letter of counseling, admonition, or reprimand should be based primarily on two factors. First is the nature of the incident. Administrative counseling, admonitions, and reprimands may be administered for any departure from Air Force standards. Unlike non-judicial punishment under Article 15 of the UCMJ, they are not limited to offenses punishable by the UCMJ. These disciplinary measures may also be issued to reserve members who commit an offense while in civilian, non-Title 10 status. The seriousness of the departure should be considered before deciding what type of action is appropriate to take. Second is the previous disciplinary record of the member. Counseling, admonitions, and reprimands should be used as part of a graduated pattern of discipline in response to repeated departures from standards. In other words, each time a service member departs from standards, the response should usually be more severe. Standard of Proof While no specific standard of proof applies to administrative action proceedings, commanders should utilize the preponderance of the evidence standard when evaluating the evidence and every element of the offenses committed. A preponderance of the evidence means simply the greater weight of credible evidence. Whether such proof is available should be considered before initiating the administrative action. If such proof is lacking, administrative action is susceptible to being found to be legally unsupportable and, as a result, could be set aside. There is no requirement to prove any allegation beyond a reasonable doubt. Letter of Counseling and Air Force IMT 174 Record of Individual Counseling A letter of counseling is the lowest level of administrative action. Counseling helps people develop good judgment, assume responsibility, and face and solve their problems. Counselors help subordinates develop skills, attitudes, and behaviors consistent with maintaining the Air Force readiness. First-line supervisors, first sergeants, and commanders routinely counsel individuals verbally or in writing, giving advice and reassuring subordinates about specific situations. 
of verbal counseling may be recorded on a record of individual counseling. Letter of admonishment. An admonishment is more severe than a letter of counseling or a record of individual counseling. Use an admonishment to document an infraction serious enough to warrant a level of admonishment. Do not use it when a reprimand is more appropriate. Letter of reprimand. A reprimand is more severe than a letter of counseling or letter of admonishment and indicates a stronger degree of official censor. Commanders may elect to file a letter of reprimand in a UIF for enlisted personnel. Issuing the letter of counseling, record of individual counseling, letter of admonishments, or letter of reprimands. Counseling, admonitions, and reprimands may be either verbal or written. The counseling, admonition, or reprimand should be in writing because the corrective action is more meaningful to the member and the infraction is documented. Letter of counseling, letter of admonishments, and letter of reprimands should be typed on letterhead and must comply with the requirements listed below. Failure to follow the requirements for drafting and maintaining these documents could limit the use of the documents in a subsequent proceeding. Failing to include the second endorsement noting the consideration of a response, for example, will likely render a letter of reprimand inadmissible in a later court-martial or discharge proceeding. Written letter of counseling, letter of admonishments, and letter of reprimands must state the following. What the member did or failed to do citing specific incidents and their dates. What improvement is expected? That further deviation may result in more severe action. That the individual has three duty days to respond and provide rebuttal matters. 45 days for non-extended regular Air Force reservists. That all supporting documents become part of the record. That the person who initiates the letter of counseling, letter of admonishments, and letter of reprimands has three duty days to advise the individual of their decision regarding any comments submitted by the individual. UIF. The UIF provides commanders with an official and single means of filing derogatory data concerning an Air Force member's personal conduct and duty performance. With some exceptions, the commander has wide discretion as to what should be placed in a UIF and what should be removed. Mandatory Documents CAFI 36-2907, Table 2.2, for additional guidance relating to mandatory UIFs. The commander must place the following documents in a UIF. Suspended or unsuspended Article 15 punishment of more than one month, 31 days or more. Court-martial conviction. A civilian conviction where the penalty or actions equivalent to a finding of guilty of an offense which resulted in confinement of one year or more or could have resulted in a penalty of confinement for more than one year or death. Control roster actions. See paragraph 7.12. Optional documents. The commander may place the following documents, among others, into a UIF for up to one year. Article 15, when punishment is not suspended or does not exceed one month. A record of conviction by a civilian court or an action equivalent to a finding of guilty for an offense where the maximum confinement penalty authorized for the offense is one year or less. Written letters of reprimand, admonition, or counseling. Confirmed incidents involving discrimination or sexual harassment of personnel. Initiating and controlling UIFs. Commanders at all levels, vice commanders, staff directors, and directors at major commands, field operating agencies, and direct reporting units, and the senior Air Force officer assigned to a joint command have the authority to establish, remove, or destroy UIFs. 
Commanders refer optional documents, letters of admonishment, letters of counseling, and letters of reprimand to the offending member along with an Air Force IMT-1058 unfavorable information file action before establishing a UIF. Note, mandatory items such as Articles 15 with punishment exceeding one month and court-martial or civilian court convictions are not referred via Air Force IMT-1058. The individual has three duty days to acknowledge the intended actions and provide pertinent information before the commander makes the final decision on placing optional documents in the UIF. The commander advises the individual of his or her final decision, and, if the commander decides to file the information in a UIF, the individual's response is also filed. Accessing and Reviewing UIFs In the course of their Air Force duties, the following individuals are authorized access to a member's UIF, the member, commander, first sergeant, enlisted performance report reporting and rating officials, force support squadron personnel, inspector general, inspection team, legal office personnel, military equal opportunity personnel, law enforcement personnel, and substance abuse counselors authorized by the commander to review the document in the course of their official Air Force duties. All UIFs require periodic review to ensure continued maintenance of documents in the UIF is proper. The unit commander must review all UIFs within 90 days of assuming or being appointed to command. UIFs are also reviewed when individuals are considered for promotion, re-enlistment, permanent change of station, permanent change of assignment, and voluntary or mandatory reclassification or retraining. UIFs are also reviewed annually with the assistance of the staff judge advocate. Removing UIFs or documents within UIFs. Commanders keep the UIF and documents for the disposition period unless early removal is clearly warranted. AFI 36-2907, Unfavorable Information File, UIF Program, contains additional guidance on disposition dates. Commanders initiate removal action via Air Force IMT-1058 and the individual acknowledges the action. Control Roster The control roster is a rehabilitative tool commanders may use to establish a six-month observation period for individuals whose duty performance is substandard or who fail to meet or maintain Air Force standards of conduct, bearing, and integrity on or off duty. A single incident of substandard performance or an isolated breach of standards not likely to be repeated should not ordinarily be a basis for a control roster action. Commanders should consider prior incidents, acts, failures, counseling, and rehabilitative efforts. Use A commander may direct an enlisted performance report before entering or removing an individual from the roster or both. The commander cannot place an individual on the roster as a substitute for more appropriate administrative, judicial, or non-judicial action. Being on the roster does not shield an individual from other actions. An individual cannot remain on the roster for more than six consecutive months. If a member is not rehabilitated in this time, the commander initiates more severe action. Initiating and Maintaining the Control Roster Commanders place an individual on the control roster by using Air Force IMT-1058, which puts the member on notice that his, her performance and behavior must improve or he, she, 
will face more severe administrative action or punishment. The individual acknowledge receipt of the action and has three duty days to respond and submit a statement on his or her behalf before the Air Force IMT 1058 is finalized. Placement on the control roster is a mandatory UIF entry. The six-month time period begins the day the Air Force IMT-1058 is finalized and ends at 2400 hours six months later. For example, if placed on the roster 1 January, this action expires at 2400 on 30 June. An individual's time does not stop and start for periods of temporary duty, ordinary leave, or a change in immediate supervisor. The commander can remove an enlisted member early from the control roster using Air Force IMT-1058. Administrative Demotion of Airmen The group or equivalent level commander may demote master sergeants and below. Major Command, Field Operating Agency, and Direct Reporting Unit Commanders may demote senior master sergeants and chief master sergeants. Reason for Demotion Common reasons for the administrative demotion of airmen include failure to complete officer transitional training for reasons of academic deficiency, self-elimination, or misconduct. Trainees will be demoted to the grade they formerly held. Maintain or attain the appropriate grade and skill level. Fulfill the responsibilities of a non-commissioned officer, NCO, as prescribed in AFI 36-2618, the officer and enlisted force structures. Attain or maintain fitness program standards as prescribed in AFI 36-2905 fitness program. Termination of student status of members attending temporary duty Air Force schools. Demotion procedure. The immediate commander notifies the member in writing of the intention to recommend demotion, citing the paragraph, the demotion authority if other than the initiating commander, and the recommended grade. The notification must also include the specific reasons for the demotion and a complete summary of the supporting facts. The commander informs the member of their right to counsel and the right to respond within three duty days. The commander must also inform eligible members of their right to apply for retirement in lieu of demotion. Following the member's response, if the commander elects to continue the proceedings, the case file is forwarded with a summary of the member's written and verbal statements to the Force Support Squadron for processing prior to forwarding to the Demotion Authority. The member must be notified in writing of the decision to forward the action to the Demotion Authority. The Demotion Authority obtains a written legal review before making a decision. Appeal Policy Airmen may appeal a demotion decision. The appellate authority for airmen in the grades of airmen through master sergeant is the next level commander above the group commander. The appellate authority for airmen in the grades of Senior Master Sergeant and Chief Master Sergeant is the Air Force Vice Chief of Staff unless the Major Command, Field Operating Agency, or Direct Reporting Unit Commander delegated demotion authority to a subordinate level. If delegated, the Major Command, Field Operating Agency, or Direct Reporting Unit Commander then becomes the appellate authority for demotion appeals of Senior Master Sergeants and Chief Master Sergeants. Administrative Separations The suitability of persons to serve in the Air Force is judged on the basis of their conduct and their ability to meet required standards of duty performance and discipline. Separating members failing to meet standards of performance, conduct, or discipline promotes Air Force readiness and strengthens our standards of military service. 
commanders and supervisors must identify enlisted members who show likelihood for early separation and make reasonable efforts to help these members meet Air Force standards. Members who do not show potential for further service should be discharged. Commanders must consult the servicing staff judge advocate and military personnel flight before initiating the involuntary separation of a member. Service Characterization Airmen who do not qualify for re-enlistment receive a discharge without regard to their remaining military service obligation. The character of the member's service is honorable. The service of members separating at their expiration of term of service or voluntary or involuntary separating for the convenience of the government is characterized as honorable. The service of members administratively discharged under AFI 36-3208, Administrative Separation of Airmen, may be characterized as honorable, general, under honorable conditions, or under other than honorable conditions. The service characterization depends upon the reason for the discharge and the member's military record in the current enlistment or period of service. Honorable. Appropriate when the quality of the member's service generally has met Air Force standards of acceptable conduct and performance of duty, or a member's service is otherwise so meritorious that any other characterization would be inappropriate. General, under honorable conditions. Appropriate if a member's service has been honest and faithful, but significant negative aspects of the member's conduct or performance outweigh positive aspects of military record. Under other than honorable conditions. Appropriate if based on a pattern of behavior or one or more acts or omissions constituting a significant departure from the conduct expected of airmen. This characterization can be given only if the member is offered an administrative discharge board or if a discharge is unconditionally requested in lieu of trial by court-martial. A commander must initiate discharge processing or seek a waiver of the discharge if the reason for discharge is for fraudulent or erroneous enlistment, civil court conviction for an offense for which a punitive discharge and confinement for one year or more would be authorized under the UCMJ, drug abuse or sexual assault. A commander must make a discharge or retention recommendation when a member remains in a poor fitness category for a continuous 12-month period or receives four poor fitness assessments in a 24-month period. Reasons for Separation Airmen are entitled to separate at expiration of term of service unless there is a specific authority for retention or they consent to retention. Nevertheless, a separation is not automatic. Members remain in the service until separation action is initiated. Many different reasons for separation exist. The following discussion cannot cover all of them. Its purpose is to briefly identify major reasons for separation and a concise discussion of each. Required Separation Airmen who will continue to serve in another military status must separate. For example, an airman may separate to serve with the Air Force Reserve or Air National Guard. An airman may also separate to accept an appointment as a commissioned officer of the Air Force or to accept an appointment as a warrant or commissioned officer of another branch of service. Airmen with insufficient retainability for permanent change of station must separate. Voluntary Separation Airmen may ask for early separation for the convenience of the government if they meet the criteria. Entering an officer training program, pregnancy, conscientious objection, hardship, and early release to attend school are some of the reasons for which members may be allowed to separate. Involuntary separation. Physical conditions that interfere with duty performance or assignment availability, inability to cope with parental responsibilities or military duty, 
or insufficient retainability for required retraining are reasons for involuntary discharge for the convenience of the government. Defective enlistment, fraudulent or erroneous, is also a basis for discharge. Airmen are subject to discharge for cause based on such factors as unsatisfactory performance, substance abuse, misconduct, or in the interest of national security. Discharge instead of trial by court-martial. If charges have been preferred against an airman and if the UCMJ authorizes punitive discharge as punishment for the offense, the airman may request an administrative discharge instead of trial by court-martial. There is no guarantee, however, that the airman's request will be granted.